tortoise. Hello, I'm Claudia and this is The Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, how a huge deal worth tens of billions of dollars could change the gaming industry. That's after a short break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. It's the biggest deal the gaming industry has ever seen. And after 22 months of wrangling, it has finally been given the go ahead. The UK's Competition Markets Authority giving the green light to Microsoft's proposed $69 billion takeover of Activision Blizzard. It is the last and final hurdle uh, to the deal closing, and it comes close to two years after Microsoft's first proposed buying that gaming giant. The colossal deal brings together the creators of Xbox with the makers of games like Call of Duty and World of Warcraft. So it has big implications. Not just for gamers, but also for regulators tasked with making sure the deal is fair. Since the planned acquisition was first announced, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority and the Federal Trade Commission in the US have been going through the details with a fine-tooth comb. The main concern they've had is whether this deal will give Microsoft domination over the cloud gaming industry, a way to stream games online, sometimes called Netflix for gaming. Have those concerns now finally been settled? Back in March 2023, a year after the deal was first announced, its prospects looked dim. The British regulator had opened a probe into the deal. Here's the chief executive of the CMA, Sarah Cardell, explaining why to CNBC. Now, what we had concerns about originally was the combination of Microsoft's very strong position in cloud with Activision's content in games. On top of that, Microsoft was facing opposition from both the EU antitrust regulator and the US FTC, who wanted to block the deal entirely. Bobby Kotick, the CEO of Activision Blizzard, sent a panicked memo to employees. This sounds alarming, it read, so I want to reinforce my confidence that this deal will close. Both he and the bosses at Microsoft continued to insist that the merger wouldn't affect prices or choice for gamers. Microsoft even agreed to license Call of Duty to rival Sony, the makers of PlayStation, for the next 15 years. And then, in April, they got a nasty surprise. Uh, The Activision Blizzard, the American computer games publisher, has reacted with fury after the Competition and Markets Authority blocked its near $70 billion takeover by Microsoft. Bobby Kotick reacted furiously to the CMA's verdict that the deal would reduce innovation and choice for UK gamers. And it was just a flawed ruling in every respect. And what it demonstrated to us is that these regulators, they don't really understand our business. Brad Smith, the president of Microsoft, went a step further, arguing that it was bad for Britain. But this decision 
I have to say, uh, is probably the darkest day in our four decades in Britain. It does more to shake our confidence in the future of the opportunity to grow a technology business in Britain than we've ever confronted before. It was a bold move from the CMA, one that left it open to criticism. Various business leaders accused it of being run by ideologues who believed that big is always bad. Soon after, the United Front began to fracture. In May, the EU granted approval for the deal. In July, a US judge turned down the FTC's request to block it. All of a sudden, the UK looked alone in its determination to thwart Microsoft's gaming ambitions. So the CMA offered a fig leaf, saying that a restructured deal could satisfy its concerns. It received input from the public, who were overwhelmingly in favour. And then, Microsoft and Activision agreed to sell the streaming rights to its games to another gaming company called Ubisoft. So what does the Microsoft-Activision deal mean for gamers? And where does it leave the gaming industry? We'll have more after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Your world as you knew it is gone. Crash Bandicoot, Spyro the Dragon, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater, World of Warcraft, Diablo, Overwatch, Candy Crush Saga, Call of Duty. All games to which Microsoft now technically owns the rights. But the big question on the lips of gamers is, can I play them on PlayStation? The good news is that Ubisoft has signed a deal giving it cloud gaming rights for every Activision Blizzard game, past and future, for the next 15 years. It will be 2038 before it's even possible that Call of Duty could become an Xbox exclusive. So why would Microsoft agree to that? Part of the reason is that most of the money it makes will come from in-game purchases, downloadable content and royalties. Sony will only get a 30% cut of those purchases. Microsoft now owns over 20 different game studios. Many of them are located in the UK. So, from an economic point of view at least, the acquisition seems like a good thing. The CMA, for all its efforts, is also chalking up the deal as a win. It argues that without its intervention, gamers would be much worse off. Here's Sarah Cardell again. So we've been really clear that it's for the parties to resolve our concerns. Microsoft eventually came forward with a major concession that was a real game changer, but they took far too long to do that. The lesson for regulators is that you've got to talk tough when it comes to big tech deals. In other words, it's game on. Thanks for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. 
This episode was written by Barney McIntyre and mixed by me, Claudia Williams. Tortoise. Hello, I'm John Curtis. And I'm Rachel Wolfe. This week on Trendy, the monarchy. A year after the coronation, and as King Charles returns to work, what do we think of it? And how has that changed over time? To listen to the episode, search for Trendy on Tortoise News, wherever you get your podcasts, and follow the feed to make sure you don't miss an episode.